Beautiful. It's time for the word of God. Are you excited about this time? Well, I'm also excited to introduce to you, to share with us the word of God, a brother, a friend, um, a fellow minister in this great city of London. Uh, God is using him to do great works. A revival, when you go to his church and his churches, you feel that there's a revival. The Holy Spirit is moving. You see young people, old people, middle-aged people, all alive and zealous in the Holy Spirit and working for Jesus. He's also a board member of the Healing Jesus campaign. I want us to stand to our feet as we receive the ministry of our dear friend, Dr. David Enchi. <laughs> oh, clap and scream. <laughs> Thank you. Wow. Thank you very much, Bishop. Amen. Please lift up your right hand. If you can speak in tongues, just speak in tongues for a moment. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for this opportunity to be here and to soak in your presence and to catch the anointing you have released on your servant into this generation. We are grateful for drawing us here. For no one can come to you except he's drawn. We thank you. We are grateful. Reveal Jesus to us more. Reveal yourself to us and help us to rise up as an army in this city, in this country, in this continent, and in this generation to do your work and build the church. We thank you in Jesus' name. And all shall say, Amen. Please put your hands together. You may please be seated. Hallelujah. Wow. <laughs> I first of all want to say a big thank you to Bishop I. Bishop, thank you so much for believing in me and always encouraging me. Thank you for your mentorship really celebrate you. You have been a great mentor. 
See, the lack of a mentor in your life will subject you to torment. Please help me. Let's celebrate the great man of God in the house. Bishop Richard Ayub. Come on, let's celebrate him. We celebrate you. We honor you. We thank God for your life, your sacrifices, your obedience, and your sensitivity. We love you, sir. We love you. Amen. Amen. Thank you. And it's nice to see Lady Pastor Linda in the house. <laughs> we thank God for your life and your sacrifices. We really celebrate you. We honor God for your life. And I can see my, my own sister Philippa. <laughs> sister Philippa, we celebrate you. And Bishop, Bishop Kweku, we honor you. And Sister Jamie. <laughs> Sister Hyde, we thank God for your life. Amen. When I was in Bible school years ago, one of my lecturers was Bishop Hattingwood. And <laughs> we thank God for your life. Amen. Amen. But today I'm honored and blessed to have my wife here with me as well. Please let's appreciate Pastor. I will thank you. But we cannot do anything or go any further without honoring the greatest blessing in our generation. Yeah. Every group of people, every generation, God will give them a man. If God wants to help you, he will send the man your way. Your ministry will struggle until you meet a man. And we thank God for our pastor, our father, Bishop Doug Hayward Mills, whose grace has brought us all together. We thank God for Bishop Doug Hayward Mills. We thank God for his obedience, his life. We celebrate him. Somebody shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. Yes, that's our father. That's our father. And it's this is anointing we are all trying to tap into. His anointing is working for us. What are you talking about? Shout yes! Please be seated. Hallelujah. Wow. It's a blessing to have a father. This country has hope because of you and I. There is future and there is hope for this country because of you and I. I believe God is raising an army. He's raising an army in this country and beyond Europe shall be saved. Other religions cannot take over. When we are here, they can't. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation. is demonstrated. So, I believe, I have a feeling, Bishop, I, I believe, Bishop Richard, I believe that in few years, under the next year or two years, this, our catch the, uh, catch the anointing conference, it will be in Wembley Stadium. Because we are an army, we are rising. 
we are rising they can't stop us they can't intimidate us they can't restrict us we are rising shout hallelujah yes it's going to happen and a time is coming no one stadium can accommodate this cash the anointing conference yes we are coming we are coming we are rising we are rising we are an army on the move hallelujah please sit down let's get into there is something on this anointing this altar there's an anointing here when you step in the thing comes upon you i'm telling you there's something here there is something here when bishop i sent the message to me and i was told you have to get ready to you may have to teach i said bishop i just had breakfast but i'm now big my stomach is beginning to run <laughs> you know it takes a father and a mentor who can see what is in you sensitivity to the spirit well ministry is too demanding to do it for pleasure Ministry is too unprofitable to do it for money. Ministry is too criticized to do it for fame. And ministry is too demanding, it's too engaging to think you do it so you can relax in life and have pleasure. There are many people who think they are in ministry, but they are not in ministry. They are in industry. There are a lot of people who, you see, they like our results, but they can't pay our price. In ministry, where it grows is not where it shows. So when you follow the, just the, the fruits and the results, thinking, okay, I'm also going to do what this man is doing to get the results. Where the thing is showing is not where it's growing. And it takes a certain level of proximity and relationship to discover where the thing actually grows from. If you stay far from somebody whose ministry is go, going far, yours won't go far. Because ministry is a function of association. Show me your association and I will tell you the future of your ministry. You can be a fasting guru and be grounded in ministry because you are not associated with people who are high flyers. Bishop I said, the anointing you are looking for, it is not in heaven. It is in somebody's pocket. It is with a man. The anointing is with somebody. And until you learn how to plug, thank God for the resources Bishop Doug has made available for us. It's available. The ministry and industrialists who are in ministry, they have made ministry a business venture. 
Even if you listen to podcasts, those times, thank God for YouTube. Because now, you don't have to buy a lot of messages. Everybody's trying to now put. Previously, they will show you a little bit. Some five minutes. Or one minute. And for the rest of it, you have to subscribe for the package. Buy the Stop the Cares package. Seven. <laughs> we thank God for the life of Bishop Daggerwood Mills. I mean, how? Please. And not every year when I come and buy some. I always buy. Every year. See, now, now they have changed the color. This is different. I have to buy it. I'll buy it. Every year. And this year, I'm going to buy a lot. And I give, because people see what God is doing in my life, and they want the results. Man of God. Somebody came to me some time ago. He said, man of God, talk to me. <laughs> How can I do well in ministry? <laughs> and I don't know the answer. One thing I know, I am connected to certain people who are doing well and the thing is showing in my life. But you don't want to get connected. You want to stay at home and do your surgery. Go to the theater. They can't do surgery at home. You can't learn swimming by correspondence. <laughs> you know, I feel like preaching. Be seated, please be seated. Please be seated. Grab it. All these resources are made available for us so that somebody can connect. You are a function. Your life is a product of the meetings. I'm talking about Christian meetings you have attended. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The more meetings you attend, the more it's going to begin to have an impact, a positive impact on your life. The more, there's one, one thing, sitting at home and listening to messages and watching. There is another thing, being in an atmosphere where two or three are watching in my name. No! <laughs> there's a place for watching. But the Christian life is a fellowship. It's a fellowship. Yesterday, Bishop, Bishop Richie said that you can't, I can't just shake your hands and then you catch the anointing. No. Oh, I receive. I receive. No. It takes a certain level. A wife can't get pregnant because the husband shook the hands. There must be a certain level of plugging in. You must be a hard follower. It's not a slogan. It's a reality. I am a living proof of that thing, how it works. I'm a living example. I know how it works. I'm a living And it's not anything complex. I am just connected. I'm plugged in into something. And the thing is just working. It's showing. It's just working. The problem is that some of us are too smart. <laughs> Your brains are work too much. You know, we British, we, we think and analyze everything. We analyze everything. We want to have a say in everything. The British, that's how we are. And so, but unfortunately, it doesn't work like that in ministry. You, at the other time, I was, I was sharing some things with some guys, and I told them that 
See, when you want to tap into grace, first of all, because God is a God of grace, grace is like stations. When you go to town or Oxford Street, there are different places where you can catch a bus. Does that make sense? There are a few places you can catch a bus. So maybe they said bus stop A. Oh, those things, I used to get confused. <laughs> if you want to commute, travel somewhere, there's underground surface train, there are places they have, there are trams, there are even boats, different places to help you commute. If you want to commute and you don't go to these stations, you will stay where you are, you can't move. In the same way, God has made available grace stations. Grace stations. Grace stations. You have to be, huh, listen, you have to be a, a master of the extraction of grace. You must learn the art of grace extraction. It is in somebody, you have to siphon it. You have to extract it. But it doesn't come because you want it. It comes because you are willing to pay a certain price. I realize that envelopes, giving envelopes and seeds, they work. But material, material giving, material things... It's not the initial one. To tap grace, grace will cost you something more than material. I realize that intellectual power, watch this, grace, the cost of grace is more intellectual than material. In other words, I know this man of God. He's anointed. I want to tap grace for me. But I'm not going because maybe the way sometimes he talks I don't like it. I don't agree with him. See, the way I'm thinking, my intellect is making, I can give him envelope and go, you know, seed. But to begin to humble myself and tap into him sometimes, that, see, I, Jesus, the Bible says that, and oh my God, I feel like preaching already. Bishop, the anointing here is serious. I can feel that thing. It's, 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 it's just burning all over me. I can feel it. Somebody shout, yeah! In the book of Luke chapter 4, when Jesus came out of the wilderness in power, Bible says they went back to Nazareth where he was raised and he went to the synagogue as his custom was on the Sabbath day and he stood up to read the scroll and he opened in Luke chapter 4 verse 18 where it says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me for he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor and he said, verse 19 says that and to declare the acceptable year of the Lord and when he finished, he closed it and Bible says that all eyes were fixed on him and they marveled at the gracious word. Somebody say gracious. Say gracious. They marveled at the gracious words that proceeded out of his mouth and, and they bore witness and marveled. They realized grace was, was at work but then they said is this not Joseph's intellectual problem? Familiarity. Bishop talk about it. Familiarity. You know too much. You know too much. Pastor's sister, you know too much. Pastor's brother, you know too much. <laughs> that one is only Bishop I who can talk about it. <laughs> hey. <laughs> so, the cost of grace is more intellectual than material. 
You can easily be making noise. Oh, I love this man of God. I will sow a seed into his life. I will buy a house for him. Those things are easier than where you humble yourself and you can see somebody trying to say something against him and one aspect of you want to hear more but you determine, no, I can't allow my ears to be hearing anything concerning my... See, most of us, the, the biggest problem Satan is using against us is you are, we are hearing too much. Hearing too much. Whether it's true or not, you don't need certain information. It's not going to add anything to your life. I see you tapping into grace. I see you tapping into grace. Please be seated. Let me just quickly, uh, I'm getting too uh, excited. I want to to talk about Amplify your ministry. Amplify. (laughs) Amplify your ministry with miracles and the manifestation of the Holy Ghost. There was a time a young lady in our church, she got born again. We preached to her, she got born again from Muslim background. She became born again. But I know sometimes you are in church and you begin to befriend some people who are familiar. And so by the time you realize you have, you have caught their attitude. You were, you were begging to be added to the choir. The day they told you they appoint you as a pastor, they, you, you felt, me? Me? How? Pastor, I owe you my life. I look at your attitude now. <laughs> so, but she was changing. And I called her and said, be careful. She said, Pastor, I almost felt like leaving church. But when I remember before I came to church, I couldn't have a decent sleep. Every time, strange nightmares. And I was, I, I was not happy. Things were happening. Until I came to church, they have all stopped. So she couldn't run because she knew what was waiting for her outside. You need some signs and wonders to follow your witness. You. Nicodemus came to Jesus and he says that, John 3, 2, he says that for no man can, we know God, for no man can do these things except God be with him. Amplification of ministry is not the responsibility and the job of Facebook or social media. Let's generation, let's get this right. Social media does not grow church. Some people are making so much noise, but no news. <laughs> Noisy ministries, but no results. Like Bishop Dag said, he was knowing the young ladies, but he didn't have. <laughs> He couldn't impregnate them because his semen lacked sperm. Excuse me with my language, please. Uh, sorry, I'm in my father's house. <laughs> Amplify your ministry. Your ministry will be amplified. Your ministry will be amplified. 
Bishop, I remember a few, about 10, 15 years ago, almost every young person who starts ministry or everybody who is in ministry wanted to go on television. Television. Some will call, call me now. They'll sit there all night. Call me. Call me. Zero, zero, three, seven, five, four. Okay, call me now. <laughs> Different times. We are doing program today. We are doing this tomorrow. We are doing this tomorrow. Instead of buckling down, walking with the spirit and plugging into where the grace is already showing. Everyone wanted to be original. Haven't you realized that now most of the TV people are not watching. Many people have actually pulled off because they went spent so much money and realized that that does not grow ministry. One of the things that can amplify a ministry is miracles and the Holy Ghost. Watch this. Everyone, your Bible, in your Bible, I'm talking about actual Bible. In your Bible, you will see that between the old, the last book of the Old Testament, which is what book? Malachi. <laughs> the last book of the Old Testament and the first book of the New Testament. So between the last verse in Malachi and the first verse in Matthew, somewhere along the line, you see a blank page. Every good Bible has got it. Let me hope, I hope mine is a good Bible. A blank page. What is a blank page doing in the Bible? What theologians call it the intertestamental period. For, for it's a word, it's a word. It's a word. It's, please listen to this. It's 400 years of silence where God was not saying anything prophetic. Why? Because the Holy Spirit was not coming on people to speak. So, all that, so that means that it wasn't worth, all what happened there was not worth recording. Anything that happened, 400 years, all that time. That's why in the New Testament, you begin to see synagogues, Pharisees. They were not in the Old Testament. But 400 years is a long time. So a lot of things can happen. But it wasn't worth recording. Why? Because the Holy Spirit was not coming upon people. Then suddenly, a, a, a priest gets a visitation called Zachariah. And the angel tells him, your wife is about to conceive and shall born, bear a child. And the child will be filled with the, with the Holy Spirit from the mother's womb. That was the, the secret behind John the Baptist's ministry. So right, he was in the desert, but people were strolling, strolling there. Why? Because the people, they said, oh, there's somebody here, the Holy Ghost is upon him, he's prophesying. So everybody had, those times, they hadn't seen a prophet before. A prophet of God, because there were no prophets anymore, because God was silent, blank page. Without the Holy Spirit, your ministry is just a blank page. It's just a blank page. It's just a blank page. You can do all the things you are doing, but it's a blank page. It's a blank page. It's a blank page. Thank God for this book. Amplifying through miracles and the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. Then Jesus comes on the scene. 
that John the Baptist only is interested, you know, a child being filled with the Holy Ghost from the mother's womb. Jesus comes on the scene. He was born. And they tell, the, the Bible tells us about his birth, his conception, his birth. And then Jesus was born. And then they went to Egypt and came after Herod died. And that's all. Bible goes silent on him until he gets to, uh, when he was 12 years old and went to the temple for the ritual, the normal rites of a boy crossing into manhood in Luke chapter 2. So they went to the temple. He was crossing into manhood. And that's why usually when they were traveling to Jerusalem, every year Jews everywhere have to travel to Jerusalem once a year. Once a year. So what we are doing here is just spiritual, just God's will. Every year, make sure every year there must be a place brought on your calendar. We are coming. We are coming. It's homecoming. We are coming. We are coming. So they went and usually in those days, the women would go with the children ahead, settle, prepare the food and get the place ready and then the men will come. Say amen. <laughs> so they used to do that and, and, and so they went. But in Jewish tradition, when a boy turns 12, he crosses from a boy to a man. And two, when a boy becomes a man, you are supposed to start your father's trade. So if your father is a pastor, you, you automatically begin to become a pastor apprentice. Alright? So, Jesus, they go to the temple and he becomes, they do their tradition, everything. And then when they finish, he came with the women because it was a boy. But when they were going, now he's finished the, all the ceremony. He's a man. But Joseph assumed that he's gone with the women. And so Mary also went thinking that he's going to come. Now he's a man. He's going to come with the men. And they travel a couple of days and then they realize that, where's Joseph? And where's Jesus? Joseph said, I told you, you know, I told with you. So they had to travel back. That's how, that, that's how come they didn't notice he was around. So it's not social service issue, but it's just that. <laughs> <laughs> hey! So, so they went back and they saw him in the temple. In Luke, according to Luke chapter 2 from verse 48, in the temple, he was having discussions with the elders and the teachers. And then Mary, watch this. Watch, this is interesting. Mary had never told this boy who his father was. So he grew up knowing Joseph as his father. So Mary goes to him and said, my son, why have you done this to us? Thy father and I, thinking that he didn't know who his father was. Thy father and I, and for the first time, Jesus had to say, don't you know I have to be about my father's business? I know you think, oh man. I, so, so what is, what he was trying to say is, now that I am 12, I have to be about my father's business. Watch this. He knew who, he knew who he was, and yet he went with them and submitted to them. The reason why the struggle in the ministry will not stop is lack of submission. Lack of, you broke somebody's church to start your own. You are in deep trouble. Oh, you are in deep trouble. You broke somebody's church. The person who raised you, the person who sent you, the person who laid hands on you, you broke their church because you felt that you can do a better job without them. Who are they? I don't need them. You forgot that no bed flies and stays up. 
Please, please, please sit down. Sit down. Let me finish this. The, the anointing here is too strong, man. I feel like preaching. So, he said, I have to be about my father's business. And for 18 years, for 18 years, Bible was silent about Jesus' behavior and everything he said and did. Why? Blank page. It wasn't necessary. Holy Ghost was not on him. Blank page. Then he went to be baptized and the Spirit of God came. From that time. 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 Even Jesus needed the Holy Ghost. What makes us think we can do ministry and impact UK? Without a connectivity to the Spirit, who is the builder of the church. Bishop Doug said in uh, Namibia recently, I, was, I listened to him always, I love him. I was listening to him in Namibia, I was pastor's conference, he says that there's no clear sign of a devil in a, a person's life than dishonoring a father. So, you see, you think you have the Holy Ghost, but there's a, <laughs> there's a devil at work in your life. <laughs> Please sit down, sit down, let me finish this. Blank page. No wonder he told them that don't step out of Jerusalem until you are endued with power. Luke chapter 24 verse 49. Until you are endued with power. Acts 1.8. And when the Holy Ghost comes upon you, you shall receive power. Then you shall be witnesses of me. Ministry is the function of the Holy Spirit. You got to learn how to amplify your ministry with, with the manifestation the Holy Spirit. Stephen, uh, Philip in Acts chapter 5, Bible said he went down to Samaria. Acts chapter 8. Acts chapter 8 from verse 5. He went down to Samaria and God did amazing things and people were watching and listening. When the Holy, watch this, they've been, they've been bullying us. I'm about to say something quite interesting. Bullying us about how we'll be relevant to our community. By sharing sandwiches. Doing soup kitchen. It may not be bad. But that's not a primary call. They were not relevant. They were praying. They were not relevant until the Holy Ghost came upon them. Bible says that, and the noise was heard abroad, Acts chapter 2. And everybody began to say, what is going on there? What, they got the attention of the people around. It was a function of the Holy Ghost coming upon them. One of the things they are trying to get us to do is to change our message. They don't want us to talk about hell. If Jesus, if God is a God of love. Where, where did you get that idea from? That God loves everybody unconditionally. <laughs> Anytime someone says, if God is a God of love and love everybody, why wouldn't he accept everybody? Ask him, where do you get that idea from? Have you ever seen unconditional love of God in the Bible? <laughs> then the love of God, anytime the Bible talks about the love of God, it's talking about either Israel or church. 
I said, but why is it that for God so loved the world? That word love, there are different types of word translated love. For God so loved the world that he gave it only begotten son. Because that word is an action where God cares about the world and wants to do something about their miserable state. <laughs> One of the things that I'm doing, your worship will be compromised if you have not acknowledged how much sins you have been forgiven. Most people come to church because they think church needs them. If you remember how your sins have been forgiven, you don't find it difficult kneeling down, lifting your hands and worship. True worship. Anyone who knows their sins have been forgiven does not struggle to worship. Because you came to church because you think you are a specialist and church feels proud. Church, you know, church is privileged to have you. You were on your way to hell. For your information, Paul didn't say anything about hell. Peter, not much about hell. James, not much about hell. Old Testament, not much about hell. The concept of hell, Jesus spoke about hell more than anybody. And he came to demonstrate the power and the love of God. And he spoke about hell. Don't come to church the way you are. Bible says repent. In the book of Acts of the Apostles, they are preaching. They never preach on love. They preach on repentance. There are too many people trying to come into our churches who have not repented. My, my, my pastor friend, please. It is a very complex thing to try to pastor unbelievers. don't compromise on your message they want to show us what to preach but the message is not ours the message was given it's the gospel of God it says that I'm not ashamed of the gospel thank God for our father Bishop Doug it's not about prosperity it's not about seven ways to get more money it's not about how to be able to be rich and buy houses those things you can get them without being in church the church is the community of the redeemed let me go back to my book please amplify why why please be seated let me, I, I, I have to Whoa. The anointing here is a sweet anointing. Bishop, thank you. I'm enjoying this thing. Oh, the, the, the anointing. It makes me look so flowing. But no, this is the anointing. The, the anointing is on the house. Amen. I just want to talk briefly about why miracles and manifestation of the Spirit will amplify your ministry. Number one, miracles and manifestation of the Spirit will help you reach the world for Christ. To help you reach the world for Christ. The Bible talks about how his, he, God, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power who went about doing good. And Peter puts it this way on the first message preached in the Bible after resurrection. Peter said, men and brethren, Acts chapter 2, verse 22. Jesus Christ, this man, 
attested. Men in Israel, hear me. He says that men, men of Israel, hear me. Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God amongst you by miracles and wonders and signs which God did by him in the midst. That's how God approved him. God showed that I am with him. From today, there will be feasts of miracles and manifestation of the Holy Spirit in your ministry. In your ministry. Most growth in ministry is a function of the move of the Spirit. That's why it becomes dangerous to copy what they are doing. You rather connect to the grace on them, on the person, on the ministry. Connect and begin to see how you can honor what is on them. God will approve your ministry. I was reading in my Bible and I found out in 2 Timothy, it says that study to show yourself approved unto God. Now, I found out that it is not my job to prove to you that I'm called. The caller will prove to you that this man is called. So the more we plug into the Holy Spirit through the vessels he has given us, the more the Holy Spirit gets the opportunity to manifest himself in our lives. The other time I was preaching in church and sometimes when I'm preaching, I get, you know, I can tell, I get very animated. I was telling people that I am actually, Bible says that all scripture is given by the breath of God, NIV, 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 16. All scripture is given by the breath of God or is God breath. Okay, NIV says that is given is God breathed. So how did we get the scriptures? This is how I say God did this. <laughs> Breathe out. So when you go to the Bible and you are reading your Bible, do you know what you are doing? <laughs> okay. okay. Hallelujah. <laughs> I am on something. I am on something. I've been sniffing the word. Hallelujah. Get this inside you. So sometimes when I'm preaching, I guess why I'm animated. Because every scripture tickles me. The word. I like the word of God. It does something to me in my inside. What are you talking about? And sometimes when I'm preaching and you sit near, I'll, I'll touch you because I'm so, I'm so animated. I don't, there are times my, some of the ministers, I hold them like this and pull them out. Man of God, I'm telling you, God is here. <laughs> and a gentleman came to church one day and he was, he was ushered to sit on the third row. But unfortunately, I think he had an injury, something at work. So he hurt his shoulder. And so he knows that pastor, when his thing comes in, he... so when they ushered him, he said, oh God. <laughs> God, please, today don't let him touch me. For how many weeks? For about two weeks or something like that. He said his, his shoulder. And so, and he's taking some medication. It's not going. And then when I was preaching, I said, this guy, I've been looking for you for so long. (laughs) 
and I said, let me even do it more. And I started it. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know his discourse with God. The next day, or I don't know how many, he came to church with a testimony. He said, after I touch him, the pain He said the pain is gone. And so sometimes when I'm preaching, people go like this. <laughs> so you see, you can also see that and begin to copy. You go and hit your people, and somebody will sue you because you have dislocated somebody's shoulder. The spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has a When you amplify, uh, the reason why I have to amplify a ministry with, the, with uh, manifestation of the spirit and miracles is that so your ministry can go far. Number two, let's write this quickly. My time is up. Hey, hey, hey please, please, please. Excuse me. <laughs> I'm a man under authority. Uh, please. This is my first chance. I shouldn't get overexcited too. <laughs> hallelujah and number two you have to amplify miracles and manifestation of the spirit will cause you to come out of obscurity Facebook will not bring you into prominence. Please. Our father is not, has not come into prominence because of social media. He's actually giving social media a boost. Yeah. When he's streaming life, you can see the number of people watching all over the world. Because of what is on him, social media is actually benefiting. So if you see that and you too, you begin to go and advertise. Watch me on social media. Watch, you'll be doing your live stream and only two people. And the two, they will even leave later. <laughs> and guess what? After, <laughs> after a short time, you'll be very frustrated. Because your focus is on the results. Thank God for this book. I want to talk about it, but I will see if I get a chance. This one, this one, this one, this one, this one. This one is the secret to the answer of, of decline in church in the West. This, the secret. The secret. The secret. Most of us have been taught that I am who God says I am. It's good. What he says, I am. that's all you need. I'm working in Bama. I'm working in miracle. I live a life of favor. Are you finished? You are not doing anything in church. You are not doing anything in church. How dedicated, how committed, how what have you lost for church? What have you lost? And you're talking big, 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 but you are a pepper tiger. why many churches that don't see people, young people passionate in, 
is because the secret has been taken out. So people see things happening in the church that it doesn't have any bearing or relevance. Losing, suffering, sacrificing, and die. Your heart. See, as, 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 as soon as you hook up to this, guess what? Satan loses control over you. God, what is it that sir, Peter could say, Acts chapter 8, verse 18, hey, may your money perish with you. You can't buy him with money. The man is a dead man. Dead man does not fear knife. Or dead goat doesn't fear knife. Dead goat. Shaki. Yeah, Most of us are too alive. That's why every time they have to manage you. Every time. They have to, every time you have flipped. And it's... The other time I was saying this, you see, the sisters who normally say, you know, when I'm in the time of my month, that's why I do some stuff. I went, please, everybody has their time of their month. <laughs> oh, because they think it's only the ladies who have their time of the month. Men, it's, it's, it, it can come and it doesn't wait for any time in the month. It can come in the morning and come in the afternoon and come in the evening and come on Monday. my man, don't you know? <laughs> hey! Hey! <laughs> Please be seated. Page 77 of this book. Very good one. Dying, losing, sacrificing. This year, our theme for the year was picked from this book. A year of sacrifice. It's not a year of breakthrough. Sacrifice. <laughs> yes. In Karen's church. Everywhere. Throughout the world. No, sorry. Throughout UK. <laughs> it's our year of sacrifice. Sacrifice is important. You must be willing to give up something without looking for applause. How sacrifice releases power. You want to walk in miracle and power? Sacrifice is the key. Because others are copying the fruits, but they don't know that there is a root. My friend minister, I'm begging you in the name of the Lord. I'm begging you on bended knees. Ministry will frustrate you if you don't adopt and change your approach. And be willing to lose, to suffer, to sacrifice. Paul said, I rejoice in my suffering. Think about it. I rejoice, Colossians 1.24. I rejoice in my suffering. We rejoice in our breakthroughs. I rejoice in my sufferings, not for my family, not for my job, not for my salary. I rejoice in my suffering for you, the church. That what is left, Christ suffered and left some. Is it not there? That 
and fill up that which is behind of the afflictions of Christ in my flesh for the sake of the church. I'm feeling it. Christ suffered, but he left some. <laughs> Where? It's in the Bible, you see. This one, a lot of people who don't know. Our generation, we don't know about this. Let Bishop Richard made a, make a mistake. Sister Philippa said, we want to send you somewhere to go and do the church. He said, oh, no. Sister Philippa, please. No, I'm a boy. <laughs> we find all kinds of excuses because most of us are in church one leg is inside one leg is outside we are theoretical, theoretical believers but practical atheists Jesus said you shall know them by their fruits it's not what you are saying let's see your results let's see your works if you are dedicated to Jesus, let's see how you are building the church. And you don't say, this is what I want to do. You let church authorities, Jesus submitted himself. Let church authorities tell you what you are to do. Your threshold offense is too low. You are almost an unbeliever. I mean, how can you be offended in church? You are too much fun. <laughs> Permit me to say it in this harsh way. You are too much full of yourself. Any little thing you're offended. The way the pastor was rebuking somebody has offended you sitting there. The person sitting there has offended you sitting there. What's your problem? When you were growing up, nobody could tame you. So you brought it to church. Yeah, I'm going deeper now. What will destroy you is already inside you. The thing that can cap your destiny is already planted inside you. So the word of God through teachings like what we've been enjoying from Bishop Richard will go deep and do a surgery. He said, He said, laying aside all naughtiness and, uh, 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 and superfluity of naughtiness. Receive with meekness, James chapter 121, the engrafted word of God. Other translations said the implant of God's word. When you see a, a woman who has done implant, you would think it's normal. No, but there's something else inside it. So it makes everything look the same normal. But implants, the word of God is implanted in your life means that your behavior is so weird. Some of us, our emotions are spoiling our opportunities in ministry. Oh, I feel like preaching on. We are an, an, an army. We are an, an army. Said as a good soldier of Christ, endure hardship. Sometimes you have to celebrate God that you have a pastor who is, who is stopping you from, going, from marrying that person, from going that place. You have to. Bishop Richard said that he rebuked somebody for bringing, picking him at the airport with a certain lady. Most young men don't know. You don't know. You actually like girls. You like girls. Oh, yes, you do. Fair ties is your weakness. 
She has got what can provoke you. Oh, don't say before even before I married, I didn't have any. No, no, no. Now, now it's different. You haven't realized that you have grown. As you begin to age, your tastes change, your values change, a lot of things change. You sometimes you grow, you haven't realized that you previously used to like this type of woman. Now it's something has changed. Yeah. Yeah. What is that sister always doing in your front seat? You, listen, you want to work with the Holy Ghost, you have to have zero tolerance for certain things. Bishop Black said, nowadays, the women are very sophisticated. It is like giant, delicious meal walking. <laughs> so, when Bishop said, this lady, she's coming to drive, he's bringing her Mercedes Benz. That's how they are going to grill you alive. Yeah. 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 And you are dying gradually, but you don't know. And you have topped it up with private pornography. You are in trouble. (laughs) Can I go there at all? (laughs) Because I'm, I'm talking about amplifying your ministry through miracles and the manifestation of the Holy Ghost. You have blocked him. Because he's Holy Ghost, not any ghost. <laughs> so, Bishop I said he rebuked the gentleman. And the gentleman came to him with a seed. Thank you. Such people can do well in ministry. Even if they have weaknesses, they are operating under a covering. You don't have weakness, but why is it that you are struggling? Nothing is working in ministry for you. Because you think your talent is good enough. Your personal anointing will take you. Listen, ministry, you don't go far because of your personal anointing. I was just, I just stressed in a hurry to finish the points. And then I'll go, to, I, I wanted to go on to fatherhood. Because there are too many fatherless ministers in town. And Satan is having a field day. Fatherlessness is expensive. And the way we love people calling us daddy. And what your senior bishop won't ha- is, is, is due him. That's what you have developed a thing for. It's a Gehazi spirit. It's a Gehazi spirit. Branch pastors. When they call a meeting, you won't come. Gehazi is getting close to you because now you are too intelligent. Grace is going far. Jesus spoke. Jesus spoke. And the Bible says they could bear witness what gracious words were coming. But their inter- intellectual inability switched them so they couldn't receive. Their minds were too active. Their minds were too active. I'm telling you, your mind is too active. And I'm, I feel sorry for you for the kind of people you nowadays keep talking to. 
They are not helping you to submit. They are not helping you to connect. They are amplifying your problems and your issues. They are conf- confusion. They are amplifying. Instead of amplifying your ministry, they are amplifying how you, you are not well treated. They are amplifying how they should have given you this car, how they should have done this. They, that's the thing they are amplifying. Some of them are loved ones. But they do not mind the things of God. They mind the things of men. Jesus said, Satan, get behind me. For you do not mind the things that are of God, but the things that are of men. Matthew 16, 23. Please watch it. Let me give you two more points on that one. And then I will, because my time is up. Please be seated. Miracles and the manifestation of the the Spirit will attract many broken-hearted people to your ministry. Sometimes when people come broken, it's easy to recycle them. I I was preaching at a wedding today. I told them, my job, I'm in the recycling business. (laughs) What do I recycle? Human beings. But it takes the manifestation of the Holy Spirit and miracles. It draws people because there are people who are in need. But sometimes God allows certain needs so he can, he can use the need. Like how Saul, Saul, the son of Kish, his father's donkeys went missing. So it's not about the donkeys, but it was about his future. So sometimes what somebody may, going, may be going through is not about them. It's about the assignment of God over their life. God is trying to grab your attention. Some of you had had your boyfriend not broken your heart. You wouldn't have come. Yeah, you didn't have come to church when you used to go to Afro Afro nations. What are you talking about? Ayanapa, Abiva, Morocco. You were going on holidays with your boyfriend. You think you were having fun until you broke your heart. Thank God. Maybe you are here and you don't take Jesus serious because you have some wonderful girlfriend, boyfriend. I'm telling you, they're about to break your heart because God is looking for you. So, your ministry, please be seated. Your ministry will attract them. And then lastly, let me add one more. Let me add one more. Let me add one more. Are you loving it? Is it not amazing? <laughs> Fourthly, miracles and manifestation of the Spirit will make your ministry relevant to the society. I, I, may I just go slightly into some political or something? They think our job is to get the bad boys off the street. That's not our job. Our job is to get Jesus into people. There are two different things. So when Jesus gets into people and they leave the streets and they are leaving the streets, they say, oh, we should not do a campaign. Go on the street. Stop. No. Preach Christ. Politicians like our results, but they can't stand our message. They can't stand our message. Because it says, 
For we preach Christ and him crucified to the Jews, a stumbling block, to the Greeks, an offense, a foolishness. First Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18 and to 24. said, but to those of us who are saved, it is the power of God. Our message can never be appealing to the world. The more you try to attract the world into the church, like the church, a revelation church, the church of Pergamos. They have an open plan system. Sometimes you are in church, you are not sure whether you are in church or you are in the world. It's not the kitchens and the open plan, the kitchen and the living room. Just walk, you can, you can be cooking in the kitchen and having a chat with someone in the living room. Open plan. World is coming in the church and you don't know whether this person is in church or in the world. You enter church, you are not sure, are we in church? Because all the things we are talking about is the normal things they talk about in the world. People's attitude, people, no. We are a community of the redeemed. We are a church. So when people come into the church, they must know that they have come into God. And you come first through repentance. (laughs) We can't change our message. He said the gospel of God is his gospel. Romans chapter 1 from verse 1. It's God's gospel. It's not our gospel. We don't have a message. Our message is Christ and him crucified. Once we compromise on it, we begin to bring the world into the church. And guess what? Watch this. I'll say this in closing. The world don't have a taste for the message God has given us. It's like trying to attract a cat or a lion with grass. You know, it doesn't appeal to anyone. You are, you are trying to attract uh, lions and you are serving grass. <laughs> yeah, they want steak. If someone gets what I'm saying. We have, we, we have to be ministers of the gospel. UK can be saved if we can be sacrificial enough and stick to the message he gave us. It may not be popular. Can you imagine? Oh, in Acts chapter 10, it says that it says that him, Acts chapter 10 from verse 40, him God raised from the dead and showed him openly to all. What is it? And showed him openly, showed him openly. And sitting, when Jesus resurrected, God didn't show him to everybody. Because if I was God, or if I was Jesus, you know when I resurrected, when I resurrected, where I will go first. I'll go to the high priest when they're having their assignment meeting, and I'll go and say, na 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 I told you so. <laughs> they will believe easily. Can you imagine if Pontius Pilate becomes born became born again? But it looks like God doesn't have interest in that. He only appeared to a selected few. Watch the verse 41. Verse 41. Let's all read it together. So when, well, it's okay, when he resurrected, God didn't, he showed him openly, but not to all people. To only certain people who were chosen to be witnesses. Go and tell others, and if they believe you, they will see my power. God is not in a hurry to prove a political point. United Kingdom shall be saved. UK shall be saved. UK shall be saved. In the name of Jesus. Because God has found you. 
God has found your ministry. God has found your church. God has found us. God has found this army. Because of that, there is hope for this nation. United Kingdom shall be saved. We are a people of power. We are an army of the gospel. Nothing can stop us. Nothing can intimidate us. We are rising strong. And God will manifest his power through us. Our ministries will be amplified by miracles and the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. I need you to please lift up your toes. Lord, I give you my all. I surrender, Lord. Lord, I need you, Holy Spirit. Lift up your hands so your ministry does not become a blank page. You want to say, Holy Spirit, I need you. I need your manifestation in my life and my ministry. Holy Spirit, I need you. Somebody pray right now. Pray right now. I need you more and more and more and more in my life. Holy Spirit, I need you in my ministry. I need you in my life. I need you in my ministry. I need you in my life. I need you in my ministry. I need you in my life. Holy Spirit, amplify my ministry with signs, wonders and miracles. Father, we thank you. We are grateful to you. Who are we to be chosen of you? We were sinners, lost in sin, but you had mercy on us and chose us and gave us ministry to fulfill. We humble ourselves and say, Lord, if you can use anything, use us. We submit ourselves unto authority. We connect to the grace on Bishop Doug, your servant. Lord, please help us to humble ourselves and to connect and stay faithful and loyal. So we will not run after natural things or things that human beings run after, but we will run after what is after your heart. Thank you. We thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Please help me. Let's welcome. Thank you very much. Please welcome my man, my, my senior, my mentor. Wow. I appreciate Dr. David from Caris Ministries. Hallelujah. What a blessing. What a blessing. Is that not refreshing? I mean, feel refreshed. You need the Holy Spirit to amplify your ministry. God bless you, Dr. David. Thank you very much for that powerful delivery. Hallelujah. Take your seats.